talk is loud everywhere you go. Like I said earlier in the week, I told you there'd be an episode out today. And here you go. This is the episode. Thank you for making it today. Thank you for being here. Um, welcome back to the Memories Only Podcast. Today, uh, basically, I asked AI, like chat GBT, like everybody playing with and stuff. And I asked it, I was like, give me 10 ethical questions or whatever. And like, like, light, like life questions, like just give me 10 questions. And the chat GBT responded with like 10 really good ones. And I was trying to see if it could like actually answer these questions. But it, it kept saying the same thing as in it would for each question, it would be like, I am incapable of answering this question because humans are also incapable of answering this question because there's some people say this and some people say that. And I was like, smart, smart computer thing talking. Anyway, so these are the questions they asked and I'm going to answer each of these questions or some of them at least. First, it asks, what is the meaning of life? Is there a purpose to our existence or is life ultimately meaningless? Now, I would say the meaning of life is to have a goal and to try to accomplish it and at least giving like value to the world, having a good relationship with people around you and just being happy. I would say don't like that's the pure meaning of life. Um, so I don't think life is meaningless. And then the next question was, is free will an illusion? Do we have control over our actions or are they predetermined by our biology and environment. I think free will isn't an illusion. We have choices, and even though we are trained since we are little to be a certain way as a human, um, we, are still, we are still capable of thinking of other options and can act on it or not act on it. Like, we're, we're fully capable of being, like, rebels or not a rebel, we are human, so we're bound to lie, get jealous, sin. That's in our biology, but we can also lessen how much we sin or do wrong. Um, yeah. And then the next question it asked was, what is the nature nature of reality? Are we living in a simulation or is the world we experience objectively real? This question had me in a loop for a bit. Like, I was like, huh? But this... This is how I would answer that question. I don't think we are living in a simulation since we know math. And since we know math, there will always be patterns. Even if it seems far-fetched, it's always going to, like, we can always be like, well, there was two years ago, there was a fire. And in the next two years, there will probably be a fire. Like, we know patterns and stuff like that, so we can always make it seem right. Um, math is also one of the basic fundamentals of living. So knowing that, it's from the root. Um, so you can't be like life is a simulation because when people say life is a simulation, they think it's like program, like think of a computer game and it's programmed. But if you were fully programmed and you were in a simulation, you wouldn't have the, I don't think you'd have the capabilities to think that this is a simulation. Um, also, history repeats itself because humans are just humans at core. For example, a lion raised from birth by a human and not lions will still know how to kill and be a top predator. So knowing that, if something like coincidentally happens, 
or you know like the things when everybody's like oh that must be a simulation we must live in a simulation because that just happened no it's just things happen just happens history repeats itself it happens um the next question the ai asked me was what is the relationship between mind and body are they two separate entities or are they intricately connected i think we can't do anything with our without our mind so our body is like a vehicle to our mind there are still two separate entities that are in relationship with each other and need each other to work you can't function your body without your mind your brain um and you can't do anything with your mind without your body like you can't move without your mind or wow that's hard to say but you can't both need each other to work properly that's what i would say um and the next question was is morality objective or subjective are there universal moral principles or is morality determined by cultural and personal beliefs Hmm. I think morality is objective. We all know what's mostly good and mostly bad, and there always should be a right and wrong. But there are some morals dependent on culture and personal beliefs that are subjective, and that's what makes each and everyone unique. So I would say more it's a bit of both. It's more I think morality should be 100% objective, but it definitely switches a little with wherever you go like switches a teeny bit or they switch it up a teeny bit but now today we could say the whole world is losing its like morals not the whole world i know there's good people out there but people don't know what right and wrong is and stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if it's just subjective at this point but whatever so we treat ai systems with the same moral constant consideration as human beings this had me in a loop because i was like wait did it just ask me a question about AI? And I didn't even ask for that. Like I, I asked for 10 questions about like life and like ethical questions or something. And then it just asked me about AI also in there. And I was like, what? But I would answer it this way. So I'll repeat that question again. Should we treat AI systems with the same moral consideration as human beings? I would say if AI systems are capable of emotions like humans and the capabilities of humans, then yes, they should be treated with the same moral considerations as humans. Right? Like, that would just make sense. Like, uh, we try to treat animals that seem a little bit human-like with, like, more care and stuff, even though we are still terrible. So I doubt we're going to ever treat AI like they're like, the masters of us or like treat them like humans because i think there's something in us that just can't do that um because if you if you look at monkeys for example we like think monkeys are kind of close to us and still we'll like kill them or keep them in zoos or treat them not as good as we i guess should be treating something that literally is capable of doing almost everything we're capable of doing except for living uh the type of society we live in and this is just random like or I just got a random thought, actually. But the more we talk about AI and, like, post it online, if AI ever gets the place we expect them to be one day, can't they just, like, see and, like, get all those informations of what we thought of them 
and just do the opposite. So we think they truly are like sentient, but they're just still programmed. Like, wouldn't that just be it? And it would obviously trick a lot of humans. So a lot of humans would be like, oh my goodness, it's sentient. And like using a Turing test, well, wouldn't the AI know what the Turing test is and fully beat it now? Because it can read what it's about and how it would prove that it's real and stuff. Like, um, yeah, also, you could also use, or for example, think of it like this. A parasite that takes over an ant's body. That's what I think AI would be if it was ever sentient. It would just be a robot, an AI, but it would have to be operated by the human mind. There's no way it would be just AI and working and doing things um, to the capabilities that humans are capable of doing. The only thing they can do perfectly well is things that require, like humans don't need to do that. Like it's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, they can probably do those. So my thing would be AI can never be sentient, but controlled by humans. And I know that wasn't the original questions, but question, but the answer to the original question was um, if they literally have the same capabilities and capability of emotions like us, then yes, we should treat them as human beings. But I don't think they will ever have that. The next question it asked was, Is it ever morally justifiable to break the law? Under what circumstances, if any, is civil disobedience justified? So I think it can more it or it is morally justifiable to break the law. For example, um, racism was once legal. So if that was possible, well, law won't always be right. And I think if it takes away from human rights, then you do not have to follow that law. Like if it if it makes if a human's not capable of doing something that a human should be able to do with this law in place, like for example the new law with abortion, uh, I it's a right to I guess like get rid of the baby if you want. Like it's not like you should be able to have that right. So taking that away is kind of weird, but I understand it. But it's just give people their choice. Like people will do it regardless of if you give them a choice or not. So just give them the choice, I guess. Um, the next question was, what is the nature of consciousness? How do subjective experiences arise from the physical activity of the brain? I don't even think humans or anyone except for whoever made us or however we were brought into here and says planet and says earth and says world and says universe. Um, that's the only thing that would be able to answer this question. I don't think we are capable of truly answering this question, but I would say, or my question back to this question would be, how do we know that ants don't have consciousness? Maybe they just choose to live the way they do, you know? Um, and then the next question was, what is the nature of time? Does time flow in a linear direction or is it a subjective experience that varies from person to person? I would say time is very precious. We all have our time on earth. So as soon as we are born, the stopwatch starts. It's going, it's ticking, tick, tick, tick. Um, But I do think time flows in a linear direction depending on our mood or mental health. 
time can seem more loopy, slow, or not there at times. But I do believe time is linear and moves fast no matter what. It just keeps moving fast. And that's why we'll always, like, if we're having fun or if we, like, think think about two years ago. And I'll think to, or think prime COVID and think now. You're probably like, wow, that went by quickly. But in that moment, it was, you know, you were like, what is happening? What is going on? But it did go by fast. Like, two years is already gone after COVID. Three, almost three now. is almost gone after COVID. So, yeah, time, I think, is linear and moves fast. Next question, or the last question, actually, was, what is the relationship between faith and reason? Are they compatible in conflict? Um, I would define faith as something you believe in even without proof, and reason is more logic and can be seen or proven. I th- think they can be compatible in conflict at times. Not all the time, but definitely at times. Uh, for example, love. Love is something we can explain but the true feeling is hard to explain and we can't comprehend it. So you would say that part that we can't comprehend would be like faith. We know what's there, but we can't like prove it. We can't say it. But then uh, we, we do have reason with it because we can be like, okay, well, when I'm with you, uh, I feel safe and I feel comfortable and I feel happy. So I love you type beat. But yeah, I would say it just depends on situation if they are compatible in conflict. Most of the times, I would say yes, but there's definitely some that just can't be compatible in in um, conflict. You can't just think and not prove it most of the times. You kind of have to do both. Um, and yeah, those were the 10 questions, I'm pretty sure, that the AI asked me, and I think I answered most of them pretty well. And I will obviously listen to this episode in the future again just see where i was at and what i thought of these questions if i remember which i probably will remember but i just want to see how i am how i grew and all of that also since i'm done with the the whole questions with the chat gbt um i thought of it earlier this week and i was like i think sad people like people who are truly sad are capable of also being the happiest. And I know that probably sounded like the most obvious thing ever or just sounded, yeah, probably like the most obvious thing ever. But if you think about it, because they're so sad, when they do get a little glimpse of, a little glimpse or a touch of happiness, they're probably one of the happiest people on the planet. So with that being said, most, if not all, like emotions or mental I don't want to say mental illness because some mental illnesses uh are not curable and nobody really understands it and I don't even know if they should be put in the same box as like mental illnesses or mental health it might be something else entirely and putting them in the same box will never have them be healed or taken care of for example I don't know well I do know but dyslexia for example i don't think that's a mental illness but it's almost like a disability and today people have noticed that with dyslexia uh these type of people are actually more likely to take in uh like a bigger field of depth like for example if there's a a a puzzle or a drawing that just didn't look right 
or wasn't right, they're able to tell faster than a person who isn't dyslexic if that drawing was proper. So like their brain just works in a different way. And there's like other benefits of dyslexia, but then there's disadvantages. So you could also think of them as like just different, just a different way people work. Like for example, um, like dogs, I compare a lot of things to dogs now, but like dogs, uh, you can get a German Shepherd. It's more obedient, uh, loyal, uh, very protective. Or you can get like a Chihuahua. It's loud. It will always bark. It's, But it's cute and small and I don't know. But, you know, like they all have their different distinct characteristics. And I feel as though that's what it should be with humans and not just like race or skin, but more of like a our brain. It's like... Yeah, it's just a different way. We got we have to let people just be them sometimes with certain things or certain ways their brain works. But it's hard to do that when like the school system and every single system and work and everything uh likes to work in this one certain way that we think is correct or the only way. And then the people who like work a little different can't do the work or the schoolwork at the most efficient the most efficient way possible and they feel left out or they're like a little or people think they're slower or like not as smart but really they just work a little different and if the system was put in a way where it like f- worked for everybody then they would also shine through but then at the same time it's my uh overthinking brain hitting each other and always arguing with each other to get the right point but at the same time, I do know that you kind of have to have that system in place because not everybody's going to be the greatest or be good or there's always going to be the opposite of everything. Again, like the law, the law of polarity, whatever. If there's very good, there's going to be very bad. So like that's why I know peace can't be possible, at least on Earth, because the laws of the universe basically say it can't happen because how is there supposed to be peace if there's gonna be people that are bad it's just not possible like it's not possible to have you can have a good community maybe maybe but the whole world peaceful uh i don't think so and yeah that's gonna wrap up today's episode i was going to go for 40 minutes say but 20 minutes will do um remember to always go outside every single one of you share the podcast this episode whichever episode you uh loved more with your family your friends um remember to dm the ig page at memories only if you need help or need someone to talk to or you can join the discord and the link in the bio and talk to others there and just get better or or just help other people who are struggling in that discord server too um yeah make memories not enemies